Welcome to Season 2 of the Life in the Mundane Podcast, where we tackle the difficult topics in marriage and parenting from a biblical perspective. This season, we're focusing on the foundations in these most important relationships. We're not perfect. We are here to share just what God has taught us in 14 years of marriage with six kids, ages 13, all the way down to five. As always, we hope to point you back to Christ so that you may know that if God has called you to it, He will equip you for it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. We're here again for season two. Yes, um, we're looking forward to this season. We've got an exciting theme for this year. Um, We'll mention more about that at the end of the episode. Meanwhile, we're going to kind of give you a look into how we got to our theme for this year. And what that is, is we're going to be telling you about our summer and what kind of brought us to what we felt we should talk about this season. You know, it's funny because this summer was supposed to be in our minds and in our plans, supposed to be somewhat of a relaxed summer and some of a somewhat of a chill, like an actual break. Um, and in reality, God had so much bigger plans than that for us. And he really brought us through a lot this summer, a lot of Um, good times, but also a lot of hard times that we want to share with you guys because it really does like bring us to what we want to talk about this season and what God has been working on in our hearts, talking about these things that are very fresh in our minds um, in hopes of encouraging you guys um, in your walk with the Lord, in your parenting and in your marriage and in your home life. Um, But one of the things like when we started the summer, it was interesting because we were very busy like going into the summer. It was a lot of chaos and craziness, but we had hoped that like as summer hit, things would calm down a little bit more. Um, Kind of that transition point of like busyness into a little bit more of what was supposed to be a calm and relaxing summer was um, I had the opportunity to attend two different homeschool conventions, um, which was really fun. I went to the Teach Them Diligently conference with several of my friends. um, And that was three days of just being poured into by different um, speakers and teachers, um, just lots of scriptural principles being taught, um, just a lot of encouragement, getting to be in my word, getting to fellowship with other believers. It was just a really sweet time. Then I came back and was able to actually be a speaker at the Kansas Homeschool Convention as well. And that was an amazing time. So it was really kind of a refreshing thing. And, um, you know, honestly, in hindsight, I see how God used that opportunity to really um, pour into me and I guess get me grounded in Christ before the summer hit because like, I mean, obviously God knew I needed that. And I'm so thankful for that beginning. And really that was the end of, like Katie said, we had a really busy time and leading up to her being gone for a week for one convention. And then it was actually a week later, she was speaking (laughs) at this other one. That was a very busy time for us. That was a very, uh, we were constantly running, barely saw each other time, but really that was kind of the month of May is just jam packed for us every year between conventions and trying to just end our school year and get ready for the summer. Oh, but in the middle of all of that, we found out that our daughter that has some uh, medical needs was going to need potentially surgery later on in the year. She had a cyst in her inner ear that if left alone could be very damaging to her hearing and to her skull. And we were told we're going to need to have surgery soon. Yeah. 
And with that, they ordered imaging. It was kind of crazy because we went in for a routine ENT visit. We weren't expecting any life-changing news. And we really got kind of hit with a surprise when they said that um, there appeared to be a blockage in her ear and that there was definitely a growth um, assist, which uh, is typically referred to as a cholesteatoma, but there was also another growth that could potentially be a tumor as well. Um, and they said, you know, these need to be removed. There's no alternative option. Um, we're going to need to go into for surgery. We're going to send you downstairs to have a um, some imaging done right away. And so we did that. And sure enough, it came back with you know, several blockages. And so we like all of a sudden our summer just got kind of turned around. And this was literally like two days before I was supposed to speak at the homeschool convention in Kansas. So it was definitely a lot of emotions going on at one time. I was tired from coming back. I was refreshed, but tired from coming back from one convention, preparing for another. And then in the midst of this, finding out that our daughter is going to have to have surgery and that according to the imaging, it appeared that she already had bone erosion, that the the cyst had started to eat away at the bones in her ear, as well as um, had caused uh, a, a significant drop in her hearing. She already has some hearing loss, but had caused even further her hearing damage. So it was just, it was a lot all at once. And from the research that we had done and from talking to the doctor, it sounded like the surgery would most likely be within two to three weeks of the actual appointment. So yes, yeah, so that started almost a panic mm -hmm. in us. Um, part of that was we had planned for a fun, relaxing summer. We had gotten, for the first time ever, we had splurged with our tax refund. We had gotten season passes to an amusement park. Well, after inner ear surgery, you can't really do a lot of the things that you would do at an amusement park. Yeah, you can't ride hardly any of the rides. You, you can't, can't get do. it wet. You yeah. can't, I mean, all kinds of things. And so we, like I said, we went kind of into a panic mode of we need to try to pack all this stuff into our summer, into these two weeks so that she can enjoy them right now. And we ran ourselves ragged those yeah. two weeks. We I were mean, like, we have to get our pool time in. We have to have friends over. We have the fun stuff going on. We wanted to go on trips, all of these things. And it's funny because in the moment, we were very much telling ourselves, like, we felt bad for her. Like, she was going to miss out. But I think looking back, it was more like we had idolized the idea of having this, like, family fun summer. Oh, it most definitely. And, like, and it was like we all of a sudden realized this was going to get in the way of our idol. Like, we, and so we forced it. We forced this crazy summer. Um, and the kids had fun. And the kids we had fun. Had fun yeah, like but it, it was miserable. exhausting. <laughs> it was definitely too much in a small period of time. And it was definitely done out of fear and out of um, frustration in a lot of ways of not being able to have what we had hoped for. Yes, most definitely. Well, come to find out uh, right after this two to three weeks of craziness that we put ourselves through, um, the doctor messaged us and said, all right, you've got two months until surgery. And we're sitting here just exhausted going, okay, I guess that, <laughs> I guess we've got time now. Yeah. And um, you'd think we would be, like, happy about that. Like, there's more time to to be able to do those summer experiences and whatever. But honestly, we were, like, we ran ourselves so ragged during those first few weeks. And it was sort of an emotional whiplash, I guess, a little bit. Because we had mentally prepared for this being done soon. And we had also mentally prepared for the fact that with this kind of growth, it can grow very fast. And the, the faster it grows and the more it grows, the more damage it does. And so there was a little bit of fear going into that as well of, you know, oh my goodness, if we wait, you know, till the end of the summer, 
is that going to be too late? And so I think there was just a lot of internal conflict. We were excited and happy that it was later, but then also nervous and um, just a lot of things with that. In the meantime, though, we did have some really good things. Our yeah. sons got to go to um, like a church youth camp for the first time, and they had an absolute blast and were poured into. And um, just, yeah, it was a really neat experience. It was a little bit of a learning moment for mom. Like it was the first time they were going away for a whole week overnight. Um, Dad handled it like a champ, like it was no big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we were able to do that, so that was fun. And then we also had um, one of my best friends moved into town and into our neighborhood. Um, Wendy over at Plan Prep Pray, her and her family uh, moved in just really close to us, and that has been awesome. But there was also a lot of busyness with just like helping them get unpacked and settled and figuring out like what our new normal was going to be like. Like what is what is a good amount to see each other? What is too much? Like we, we're very respectful of each other's families and we're like, we want to do stuff together, but we also don't ever want to like be an annoyance to each other, which has not happened. Um, but you know, I think that it's just a lot of new normal kind of figuring out for, for all of us. So the summer was definitely full of good things. Yeah, and rough we things. also, our church, uh, held a parenting class and really what it was is a video course done by Paul Tripp. Um, if you've not gone through any of the trips, uh, resources for parenting or Christian lifestyle, I highly, highly mm -hmm. recommend them. They're very dynamic teachers, very good at um, just getting to the heart of what's going on with these things. In fact, we enjoyed it so much, we're going to be discussing some of the things we learned from it in one of our episodes this year. Yeah, we want to dedicate an entire podcast episode just to talking about our takeaways from that class because it was a really big shift in our um in our summer and a big um i guess eye-opening experience to see you know where we were maybe doing too much and like overstepping bounds as a parents and where we needed to like rise up to the occasion and we needed to take responsibility for more we needed to own up to our mistakes and um yeah i won't spoil that that episode for you but it it's definitely going to be a good one um because that class really really did a lot of work like God used that to work on our hearts a lot this summer so during that time of transition and craziness we got into July and July was really hard for me emotionally yes um we got a teenager um for those who listened to our season last year I know unfortunately we were not able to start fostering yet but um our oldest turned 13 in July yeah, and it was it was a hard time because I was already struggling with processing surgery for our daughter, and you know this is not her first surgery. For those who don't know, um, this was actually surgery number seventeen for her. But we've had a four year gap since we've had any surgeries, and so it just kind of feels like a different lifetime. And um, I was going through a lot of emotions with preparing for that and being nervous about that. And she's old enough now to like sense our nerves and things. So trying to kind of manage my emotions and her emotions. And then on top of it, my oldest baby <laughs> turning 13, it was just a very emotional time. And I don't think I handled it well at all. I, I spent a lot of the month of July really, really wrestling with old um, sins and old struggles of depression and anxiety. Um, there was a lot of withdrawing. There was a lot of just like mentally shutting down. And, um, you know, that caused tension in Mark and I's relationship throughout the, I mean, he was great, but like, it still causes tension when you pull away from somebody and he, you know, he could see I was struggling, but wasn't sure, like, I don't know, wasn't sure how to help. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and it's, I, I knew that having your baby turn 13 
was was rough um and then honestly i was surprised at how much the idea of surgery had affected you uh katie and i process this kind of thing polar opposite um Mm -hmm. katie will research and worry until the surgery starts like until we actually get to the hospital i say once that starts she's fine it's in the doctor's hands it's good (laughs) no problem i'm the polar opposite I sit in denial until it's actually happening, and then I get anxious. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. We kind of tag-teamed that one. But there was a lot of me spiraling with what ifs. This particular surgery is not without complications. I mean, no surgery is without complications, but this one had quite a few common complications. Um, And so I was very nervous about that. And then, again, nervous about waiting and what that could do damage-wise to her. Um, so it was very, a, a very emotional time. And I honestly feel like it, this summer it very much, and I don't want to like jump ahead too much, but this summer was very much testing my foundation and where the rubber meets the road on my faith. And so I was really like, I knew God was in control. Like I've seen God be faithful so often. Like you can't even imagine, like that's what this whole podcast is about is God's faithfulness and how he has shown up all the time and how he is good and how he is going to equip you for what he calls you to. And yet in that moment, in that season of the summer, I really, really wrestled with God on this and really struggled with, you know, of, of fully trusting the actual action of fully trusting God. And I feel like I did a very poor job, honestly, of trusting God. Cause even at the moment that we were at surgery and I started to, to ease off and calm down it was not a sense of like, okay, God's got her, you know, like it's okay. It was more a sense of like the hospital, as weird as it sounds. And for some of you guys who have medically complicated kiddos, you probably have one of these two polar reactions. And, but like the hospital is a little bit of our safe space. Like we trust our hospital like excessively. Like it's an amazing hospital. She's been going there since she was four months old. It's a children's hospital. They have like the top specialists. It's amazing. And, and it was just one of those, like I felt safe because I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm handing her over to the best people possible instead of she's in God's hands, who's like way better than any surgeon. And so it was, I don't know, it was just a very trying time for me in particular. And because I was going through a lot, Mark was going through a lot as a default. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's, I'll say it, it, like Katie said earlier, it's tough on a marriage when one person's pulling away but I wasn't helping. Me sitting in denial, like, she'd bring up her struggles with this or her anxiety with this, and I'd brush it off because I didn't want to think about it. And so I I wasn't helping as much as I have in the past. Um, and I honestly, because I didn't want to talk about it, I didn't see the signs for her anxiety or depression until later than I should have. Mm-hmm. Um I also didn't see them as being as bad as they were because I didn't want to. I said last season we talked about all these ways that you can help your spouse who's struggling with anxiety or depression. It doesn't mean we do it perfect either. Exactly. So, so yeah, it was it was a tough time. But to bring you to where, like, I mean, the story, it doesn't end. But where kind of the surgery landed is um, we went in for the procedure and they had told us that it was going to be a minimum of a three-hour procedure plus about an hour of her waking up before we get to see her. So there is a parent um, waiting room that we wait in, and then there's these consult rooms that the doctors will um, come down to when they're done with surgery to talk to you. So we settled down. We were ready to be there for several hours, and an hour into surgery, 
we get we get paged that our doctor is done with surgery and is ready to talk to us. Yeah, and so we're both really confused at this point because we're sitting here going, this is a third of the time we were told was the minimum, and he's done already. So we get back into that waiting room, and I even look at Katie and I say, dare I hope that this is, like, amazingly good news? Yeah, and I, I just didn't even know what to think in that moment. The doctor came in and he told us, he said, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but we went in, we opened her up, and we found nothing. There was no mass. He said there no was scar tumor. tissue, which we knew that there was. Yeah, there, he's like, there was scar tissue and a little bit of fluid, but there was no mass. There was no bone erosion Which they had all. seen fairly clearly on the scans. And we had had a CT scan and an MRI to confirm. Um, and we'd had those like a month apart. And so we were just like all, wait, what? What are you saying? Are you, are you saying there's nothing there? And he's like, I don't understand it, but there is nothing there. And so he said he was able to um, to finish up pretty qu- quickly. He did clear away some of the scar tissue and, and fluid um, just since he was already there. Um, but he said, you know, she's she's so back up. She's fine. She's good. And you guys can see her when she wakes up. And we were just like floored. He said that the recovery time would be cut in half. At a minimum. At a minimum. Um, it was only going to be about two weeks instead of four to six weeks of recovery time. There was no side effects from the surgery because they didn't have to go in and do what they were originally going to have to do. Um, They were originally going to have to do a second follow-up surgery in six months because this particular kind of growth likes to regrow back. So they were going to have to go back in and make sure it wasn't regrowing in six months. And now all of a sudden that was off the table. And like God worked in this absolutely mysterious way. Like there's no medical explanation for it. It was God. Yes, it was. Which we, I mean, as we were preparing for the surgery, we were praying for God to guide the hands of the surgeon. We were praying for Rachel's recovery. Um, We were praying for all these different things about the, about the procedure going well and the recovery going well. But not once did either of us pray for God to heal our daughter. And we worship a God who, who heals. Mm Mm-hmm. And whether this was something where it was missed on the scan or it was a miraculous healing, I can't say, but I can praise God either way. Yeah, he definitely was in control. He definitely had her and us in his hands this whole time. And, you know, honestly, it's been one of those things where I think that whole process, that process of you know, rushing to get our summer in, the process of struggling with anxiety and depression, the process of having like a microscope on our parenting a little bit in this parenting class, not from other people, but just from the teaching and seeing the areas where we're flawed, it really brought us to a central conclusion, which is what we want to make kind of the theme of this season's podcast is where is our foundation? Where is like, how do we build our homes on a foundation of Christ. Yeah. Um, we also had some other, I guess, emotionally difficult things come up um, that reinforced this idea to us. Um, we had uh, a friend that was fairly close with the family who they decided their marriage was going to end. Um, and this was really hard for us, for our children. Mm-hmm. Um, I had We had multiple conversations with our children of, how do I know I'm going to choose the right person when I decide to get married? How do I know that I'm not going to do this to someone? I don't mm-hmm. want everyone to do this to someone. How do I, like, all these questions. And we realized that building a strong biblical foundation 
for our children applied in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And that while we have taught some of these foundational things, we needed to refocus on them. Yeah. We were like, it's time. We realized, I think, what God made evident this summer is the need for a a family remodel, so to speak, in what we're building on our foundation. And then also with our kids to be really conscious. Like, I mean, again, we've always taught foundational truths to our kids. We've always, we teach them scripture. We teach them catechism. We go over many, many foundational things with them, but even more so the need to like this blessing and this calling that God has given us to share these things with our kids and how, like, what areas are we doing well? Okay. But what areas could we be doing better? What areas can we point our kids to Christ more? Yes. Uh, and um, we're getting ready to go into the busiest school year we've ever had. Yes. <laughs> um, we've got, we've got some potential life changes, whether it be job or just business with life in the mundane or more medical stuff that we have no idea coming up. I mean, we have a big question mark on what this school year is going to be looking like for us. Yeah. And we're sitting here going, but we want to remodel how we're approaching our family and our parenting. Yeah. And so it's one of those, this is, uh, I think this is an important time for us to be doing that because mm -hmm. so often when we go into these busy times of year, the easy things to let go are foundational things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we can kind of coast. Um, because we're just trying to keep our head above water. And we've really, like, again, it's all God has brought to the forefront, like, how much we need to make the important thing the important thing in our life and not coast and just get by. And so we kind of want to walk you guys through that this season. We want to take you through some of the things God's taught us specifically through some of these seasons of hardship and struggle and good and laughter and happiness and tears and all the things. We want to take you through what God's been teaching us. And we also want to um to just show like practically how are we giving our kids that foundation how are in our relationship how are we making christ the center of those things and so we're we're really excited about diving into that there are going to be some really tough topics that we're going to tackle some is going to be things that god has taught us over the years like last season but some of it's going to be stuff that he's teaching us like right now that we're like right in the middle of and so it's going to be a little bit of an emotional season you can be praying for us as we are sharing with you guys because some of this is really tough to talk about but we want to do that in hopes that it will help you guys to see how if god has called you to something he will equip you for it yes and so as we get ready to close i just kind of want to give you a little bit of a theme verse we have for this year. It's not the only one. We're actually going to be talking through quite a few on where we should be putting our foundation. Um, I'm going to be reading Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And really what this is, is this is right after Jesus was finishing, or this was the closing statement Jesus was making for his Sermon on the Mount. And this really talks about where your foundation needs to be. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So really, our focus is building our foundation, building our house on the rock that is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 
honestly, we've had we've had some storms this year. Mm-hmm. It definitely could have been worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we've had a few storms this year, and we haven't weathered them as well as we thought we would. Yeah, but I think those are great points when God shows you the cracks. <laughs> yes, when He shows you those things where it's like, hey. You know, this is not there and we can, we can lean on him. We're never perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need God. And we're thankful for his forgiveness and his graciousness and his faithfulness in the midst of all of these struggles. And um, we hope that you guys will tune in next week. We are going to be talking specifically about what is our foundation? What does that look like? um, And how we're going to kind of flesh this out this season and looking at several passages on this very topic. And yeah, I don't know, just unpacking that a little bit more for you guys. Yes, we definitely, as we saw in our, uh, in the verses we just read, we know that God has called us to build our foundation on the rock. Um, and as we say in every episode, it's if God's called you to something, he will equip you to do it. So we're excited about this year, about this season that we get to show you our journey right now. We get to show you how God is equipping us for this thing he's called to do. And we hope it'll help you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this helpful, we would love it if you could share the podcast and leave a review as it helps spread the word. So hopefully more families can be encouraged to make the most of the little moments in marriage and parenting. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.